You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friend. Today, Therapy Thursday, I'm joined with my beautiful co-host, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Welcome, Dr. Lydia. Hi, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I hope that everybody's having a wonderful day, and I'm grateful that we're able to do this. I hope that today will be a special lesson, um, kind of having to put our thinking caps on and and sort of do some introspection, some thinking about how we can break bad habits. Last time we talked about how habits occurred, right? That's and right. we we used that metaphor of the tree. And how, um, you know, as a tree grows and we, uh, a tree expands and, and has more new growth on it. And if it's a fruit tree, it's going to bear fruit, right? And um, that's kind of how we think of the brain and how our habits go, you know, so a little shoot, a new thing comes out, a new thought, right? And it's brand new and it's very vulnerable, but the more energy we put toward it, the more we think about, the more we, we can, um, that little shoot's going to get stronger and it's going to be a thicker fruit, thicker branch, and it becomes um, viable to produce fruit. So if those are good thoughts, our thoughts turn into actions and our actions, well, that's their, our fruit. Our, that's our consequences. So whatever comes from our heart, we'll say the trunk, the, the, the middle of the tree, um, that's, what's going to produce our, our thinking. And, and out of our thinking comes our actions, which is, you know, our words, our physical action, our just everything that we do. And then, you know, the fruits that we have, that's, that's what, what comes out of our, our consequences, um, good or bad. So we have to really think about when we're headed in the right direction, if we have a good moral compass, if God is helping us, if we're in partnership with him, then we have um, a tendency to want to do good, right? And we're all human. We all have times that we have bad thoughts and, and sometimes we, we get pulled into thinking about more of those bad thoughts. And sometimes there's, there's fruits that come out of that too and consequences. So um, I love that we do this because I can talk about the, maybe what I've been trained in, but you talk about the heart of the issue and how God is involved. And I think it's so important to, to be able to intertwine both of them because a lot of people think that they're separate and I, I really don't think they are at all. I think that they are, um, they're very parallel. What are your thoughts, Lisa? I agree a hundred percent. I love the way you put it. You know, I, I read the other day that every 15 seconds we have a new thought and I was like, what? I think mine is shorter than that because I have a busy mind. <laughs> but they were saying like, it depends when you have a thought, do you attach a negative or a positive thought to that thought and that's the train you're going to follow so as we talked the last two weeks on setting up goals like what do we want this year to look like part of that is taking a real hard look at ourselves and saying what do i want to get rid of what do i want to overcome and so today we're just going to talk a little bit about how to break free from unhealthy habits which we all have some of us more than others some of us recognize them more than others but I think we all have bad habits, right? Oh, absolutely. So let's go back to that tree metaphor, right? 
and we want to have a nice healthy tree. Um, what happens if you have a tree that has way too many scattered branches everywhere? And what happens is you're not going to produce a lot of fruits, right? Because yeah. you want that tree to be able to get enough sunshine and enough water and nutrients. And so sometimes in order to have a really good fruit tree um, and bear really good, healthy fruit, you have to do some pruning. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, we first moved into our house like five years ago and we have a humongous mango tree right out my window and our first big crop for lack of a better word there were little seeds everywhere and i was like oh my gosh we're gonna have seven thousand mangoes mm -hmm. when when these grow into fruit the flowers grow into fruit and then it was like mid-october and there were horrible windstorms and my patio was covered in little orange flowers that stain everywhere and when my gardener came i said the storm ruined my tree and he said oh no that tree is not strong enough to carry all of that fruit. The windstorm is sent by God to get rid of the ones that weren't attaching well so that the tree is strong enough to support the ones that are important, that are going to give good fruit. So I think this is an excellent way to dive in because we all have fruit. Some of it's going to be good fruit. Some of it is bad fruit, rotten fruit that we don't want to partake of. So think of this as God sending a rushing wind into your life you to examine your heart, examine your motives, examine your actions, and recognize we need to get rid of some of the fruit. We need to prune the tree back so that it can give nutrients to the, the fruit that is going to survive and going to make it, and that's going to glorify God and grow us in a healthier way. Right. And I think that um, it's really important that we give ourselves that time to be able to do some self-reflection, to listen to other people when they're talking to us. Sometimes people are giving us good advice and we just don't want to listen. Yes. And I think if we listen to other people and we listen to ourselves, if we listen for patterns, okay? So sometimes like maybe internally we'll know we have a moral compass and we'll say, oh, this is the right thing to do or, or not the right thing to do. And maybe someone along the line, someone who cares about us might say something, hey, this is the right thing to do or the not the right thing to do. But like how to know the difference, how to know if, if there's good intentions behind someone telling us whether it's the good, good or bad for us, you know, how to determine that is very important. And I think that if we all, if, if you have a good insight, if you have good wise friends that you can go to, then you set that up ahead of time, you know, instead of waiting for a storm to come by and prune your tree, you, you can be proactive and go in and, and prune some of the tree yourself and kind of look to say, oh, okay, th this fruit, oh, this one's been infested by a bug. I'm going to take this one out. Uh, oh, this one, this one is didn't attach so well. It's not growing. I'm going to take this one out. And you know, in gardening, they say that if you want a fruit tree to bear good fruit, it's, it's almost counterintuitive because you can't trim all of the branches. Then you're not going to have anything. You can't overdo it either and you can't underdo it, you know? So they say about 30%, 30% is the right, the, the best number. And for you to be able to prune so that you generate nutrients to those fruits, those branches that are going to be giving you the right fruits, right? 
Um, so 30%, how do we figure that? How do we find that 30%? What does the Bible say about pruning ourselves? You know, or what does the Bible say about making good habits, good decisions? John 15, 22 says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it would bear more fruit. So that pruning is not to harm us, it's to produce better, more healthy fruit. And something you were saying about that self-analyzing, our, taking a good hard look at ourselves, being self-aware. And I just want to send our listeners back to episode two and four, where we talked about overcoming conflict and healthy communication. And we talked a little bit about that. But I think today we, we just talked about a few of the things that hurt ourselves and hurt others around us. And one of them, which I have to say I'm, I'm guilty of, is negative self-talk. Being critical of myself, being unforgiving of myself, not being merciful to myself. I hold myself to a much higher standard. So when I make a mistake, I re- even this morning, I was walking this morning, and I was like, Lord, help me not to live in a place of regret. Help me to live in a place where I know I've come to you, I've sought forgiveness, I've been forgiven and set free from that. And yet I don't want to live in a place where I am continually going, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have said this, you know, where you just move forward. And and that's important to recognize your capacity. It's important for you to be able to um, know when not to be rough on yourself. Okay. There are people who have what's called resiliency, and this is an actual term. And resilience, just to give you the definition, is the ability to spring back into shape, that elasticity, elasticity, well, I can't even say that, elasticity, okay, Um, is the ability to, to bring yourself back to shape. So you have to have balance. Negative self-talk can be useful, okay, when you are, your purpose is, and your intentions are to put yourself back on track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I shouldn't be doing that. I know it, things like, you know, I, I should have could have would have is a bad thing to do, but it is also a good thing to do. If your intentions are to, to bring yourself back onto your goal to maybe to, to grow uh, from it. Yeah, to exactly to grow from it. But self-talk, there has to be a balance. That can't be the only tool in your toolbox either. You have to be able to have other things because then the, then your solution becomes your problem. You don't want negative self-talk to be the, the thing that pulls you down. You know, negative self-talk is a reaction to something that you're not doing or that you're not doing well and you're trying to pull yourself back. So I think we have to set goals for ourselves first. So if we set goals for ourselves, then you have a um, direction where you're going in. And then you can use different tools to help yourself stay on track, stay on course to grow in the right direction. So when you've had negative self-talk, how, how do you know when it's too much? Well, I'll just start with this because I'm sure I'm not the only person who does this, but as a woman, when I put on a new dress and I don't like the roles I see, I immediately tell myself not very nice words, the word like I said the other day, I'm a fat cow. And somebody was with me and they're like, why would you say that about yourself? That's not true. And I'm like, I have a mirror. 
And I recognized, I said, you know what? I might be overweight and I'm working on that, but I need to come to a place where I can look at myself in the mirror where I'm at today and not have something negative to say. Like if somebody else said that to me, I would probably be offended. Like what? Why would you say something so mean? And yet I'll accept it from myself. Oh, Lisa. And so yeah. I think also when when the negative talk comes comes from a place of regret from things I've already overcome, right? So I'm just kind of beating myself down. I've already learned not to do that again. I've already moved past it. And yet I think the enemy wants to keep reminding me, you're not good enough. You're not sure. right. So I think that's where it becomes harmful to me and to those around me that hear me using negative self-talk. So are those around you that hear you use the negative self-talk your children? You know, I mean, you're right. You're my passing, friends, my family. Yeah. Like people who love you. And I don't know about you, but if, if I hear one of my kids say something bad about themselves, it makes me feel bad, Yeah, you know, or if I hear my parents or someone older say something bad about themselves, it hurts me too. You know, we're all connected. So you have to use what you can to remind yourself that that negative self-talk, if you can't motivate yourself to be kind to yourself, at least motivate yourself by reminding yourself that you are connected to other people, you know, and maybe that you have to find what motivates you to not have self negative self-talk. Right. And I think the world will beat us up enough. We don't need to add to the punches, right? Oh, absolutely. I agree. I definitely agree. It's tough. And that, that is a tough, you don't know what people are battling on the inside. I think that um, everybody is having their own battles every day. Absolutely. You know? It's so true now more than ever, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's more apparent now. I think that we've all been, whatever stressors we all normally had before this the last two years, I think have just been made worse by the pandemic. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like pouring a little salt on a wound. Well, another bad habit that I'm trying to break is having a sharp tongue with my family. And I'm so glad that I had sent this last week to you because last night when a family member came home, not in a very good mood, and I kind of unleashed and they looked at me like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, what's wrong with you? You always do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I was able to stop and we walked away for a second. And when we came back, I walked over and I said, I'm sorry. When you're hmm. in a bad mood, it stresses me out. I'm already stressed out. I did not mean to talk to you like that. I'm going to say for many years in my relationships, I did not do that. That would have set off a fight that would have lasted for weeks because you said this and because, and you came home and did, and now it's like, you know what? I recognize you might be in a bad place. It shouldn't, it does affect me, but it shouldn't affect the way I respond to you. I shouldn't be reacting. I should be responding in love. So thankfully, thank you, Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I was able to recognize it right away and redirect and all of a sudden everything was fine we continued our conversation i acknowledged it looks like you had a really bad day so did i and we just continued our conversation but i'm like i need to be more aware of my tone and i have a good friend of mine who's very transparent she always tells me i have a nasty tone sometimes with my husband for no reason i don't mean to have a nasty tone and i'm like okay 
first problem, we acknowledge we have a problem. Part two of all of these is repenting. Lord, forgive me. This is coming from, we all know, a place in my heart that's broken or wounded or angry or disappointed. So maybe searching our heart with the Holy Spirit and asking him, like, show me why am I nasty? What am I holding against him? Why do I respond that way? And then asking the Holy Spirit to fill that void that I have and to help me be accountable to myself and others to move on in a healthier way. Because I think we can, you know, there's that old saying, nobody can change. Nobody changes. Nobody changes. People can change with, with the power of the Holy Spirit. You can grow, you can change, and we become more like God. That's the sanctification process. Yeah, I have to agree. And, you know, when you have a sharp tongue, when anyone has a sharp tongue, that's a result of, it's like a, like a knee-jerk reaction. Anger is a secondary emotion. You don't just get angry. You're, you get angry because you're, you're irritated. Something, something started that first in the ping pong game. Okay. Yes. It's the anger is the ping pong reaction to something, something that attacked or you feel attacked, you see? So maybe the knee jerk reaction is to um, defend yourself. Or maybe the knee-jerk reaction is to have hard words and slowing things down. And what you said a second ago, taking a break from the conversation is very important because if not, you let things escalate. We talked about that um, in one of our other sessions. We talked about how um, taking a break from conversing, from really a discussion, a heavy discussion is, is very healthy. Okay, because what you do is you're, you're disengaging, you're allowing the boiling point to lower and simmer and be able to process and think. And you'll be in a different place to come back and say, hey, words were exchanged. You're in a different place so you can be more accountable for what you're doing. So taking a break in the middle of a discussion, if you know that you feel what has triggered you and trigger is a good word. Okay, because what might trigger me may not trigger you. Okay, and it's important for us to know what those triggers are. And it may be a person, and maybe one word, and maybe a situation, maybe a tone. Yeah, and I always tell people, halt. Have you ever heard of halt? I think you taught us. I think uh-huh. it was in episode ten. Tell me what okay. halt is. Yeah, let's review. Let's review. Halt is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You don't make any decisions, including talking. Um, If you are hungry, if you are angry, if you are lonely, if you are tired, and that does include hangry, you know, the the mix of both. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of really cute commercials about that now. You know, I I think that Candy Bar has a commercial about hangry and they turn into something else and react. But it's really important that we know our triggers. If you can recognize your triggers that'll help you do a little homework on yourself. Yeah. Figure out what it is that's triggering you. And if you can make sure that if, if, for example, if hunger is your trigger, then have snacks on you. If you're Keep diabetic around, yeah. If you are just angry because things are going on, get counseling, talk to wise counsel, uh, talk to someone that you can, or uh, a can also be anxiety. 
Okay. It doesn't have to be anger. And, you know, we've had a lot to be anxious about in the last two years, right? On top of whatever normal anxiety life has for us. So if you're finding that you're anxious and and you're not able to focus and and you're snapping at people, then maybe it's time to, to try to do some, what's the opposite of anxiety? relaxation, maybe learn some relaxation techniques or talk to someone, uh, you know, try to increase peace in your life by um, whatever means, whether it's walking or exercising or journal journaling or um, praying, sometimes praying, yes, meditating, praying, Bible, all kinds of definitely lonely, lonely is a big one. Okay, we're not made to be in isolation. Okay, we're made to be social, some more than others. Okay, some more extroverted, some more introverted, but at some point, we're made to, to connect with other people. And if you're lonely, sometimes, or the degree of loneliness, you know, intensity of it can make you react in a negative way also, or tired, get some sleep, you know, eat a candy yeah. bar and get some sleep, take maybe you react differently. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a nap and we'll revisit this conversation a little later. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. A little break and everything. Perfect. Well, lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about jealousy and envy, because I think that's something that we all struggle with to different degrees throughout our lives. And so how can we overcome the habit of being jealous or showing envy? I, I I read a quote the other day and it said, jealousy is when you see somebody has something you want right? You see a friend and she has something you want. Envy is when you don't want her to have it. So you can be jealous of somebody you see, oh, she has a new car. I want a car like that. And envy is I want a car like that. And I don't want her to have a car like that. Why does she have that car? Oh, yeah. So we're talking about a couple different, the two C words here. We're talking about being content and having compassion. Okay, so jealousy is lack of content, lack of being happy with what we have. Okay, lack of knowing that God is our provider, then you know, he's providing you with everything that you need. Okay, and if you really feel like you need that car, then that's something that you and God need to talk about. And why you do or do not have that car, that's between you and him. And the other one is compassion, compassion for other people or lack of compassion. If the green monster of envy has struck and not only are you feeling like, oh my gosh, why me? Why didn't, why not me? And then on top of that, you're a non, a naysayer, or a, you're not having well wishes for someone else. You know, here's something to think about. There's going to be a point in your life where you're going to have something that someone else is going to look at and you would you want to be treated that way too you know this is an exercise in empathy and compassion you know um and that's tough i think that the more you can grow with empathy and compassion then i think it's a direct opposite of that negative intentions for other people because right. you'll understand you'll you, you, that, that's that's the magic word right there understand because maybe that person really worked hard for that maybe they sacrificed really hard for that you know or maybe it was a gift 
But either way, it's about having compassion for other people. And it sounds strange to think I'm going to have compassion for my neighbor who has a nice car. Compassion is supposed to be something you have for people who are in a hole, have fallen, have not, can't get up, you know. No, compassion is all the time. Empathy, having good intentions for other people. That's a tough one. At the end of the day, our complaint, okay, let's say it comes out of, it's, it's a matter of the heart either way, towards man and towards God. Because mm-hmm. if you have envy for something that God has given to somebody else, whether they deserve it or not, then your issue is really with God. And it's a matter of your heart. Because Philippians 4 tells us in verses 11 through 13, Now that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in all circumstances, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstances, I have learned the secret of being filled or going hungry, having both having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is the giver of all, I, I learned this very early on in my walk with the Lord. When you see somebody that it bothers you that they have something that you don't, or even they might even have something that you have, it bothers you. You stop and you acknowledge God and you go, thank you, Lord, that you bless them with that because that might be something that they needed. That might be something, pray for them. Thank God for giving them that and then recognize that we, we all have what we need. You might not have what, everything you want, but in the United States, I think everybody has what they need. We have, you know, clothes and a house and uh, some form of transportation. Recognizing, do I really need that? No. Why does it bother me that somebody else has it? Because it's a matter of my heart. And if I'm content, Lord, every he died on the cross for me. What am I going to demand that he gives me in order? I, I would be happy if you gave me this car. No, I'm going to be happy regardless of what car I drive or if I have to drive a bus or ride on a bus. Because God, you've given me everything I need. I have entrance to heaven and eternal life. And if we can just make that connection, then that changes everything. Well, Dr. Lydia, I appreciate you coming today. Thank you. And I appreciate you too. And I know that these are just little tidbits. And I think it's important that we take the time to look at ourselves, that we ask ourselves if we're feeling good about the thoughts that we're having, about the the fruits, the things that are falling out of our mouths or just, or are intentionally coming out of our mouths because really they are a reflection of our heart. They are a reflection of what we are doing on the inside. I feel very blessed that we can talk about God in the same sentence as making habits, breaking habits, anything that has to do with feelings and emotions. And I really hope that, that our listeners are able to make those connections to help them make better decisions, make the kind of decisions that would be pleasing to God. And, and if they feel like they need to do some introspection and look inside that they're pruning in the right way and that they're not overly doing it and being harmful to themselves either. Exactly. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate these meetings and I'm, I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for the technology and I do. How about we pray? Yes. And let me just say, for those of you that are listening today, if you're struggling and not being able to overcome a bad habit or there's something that you really know in your heart, listen, send us a direct message on Instagram. We're happy to pray for you. 
and talk to God about it. Literally talk to God about it. And I'm going to pray really quick so we can close. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that changes us to be more like you. I thank you, Father, that you reveal our sins and our weaknesses to us, not to condemn us, Lord, but to promote change in our lives and growth so that we can grow closer and depend more on you. I thank you for Dr. Lydia, Lord, and I pray that you continue to use her throughout the uh, community for those in need, including myself and all of her patients. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?